0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fight or Flight podcast. My name is Lanry. On today's episode, I'm going to be going over um, the results from UFC 264, Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier 3. I'm also going to cover um, Gilbert Burns versus Wonderboy Thompson. And I'm going to look forward to this weekend's fight between Islam Makachev and Tiago Moises. So I'm going to start off with the Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier fight. This is a trilogy. Um, Coming into this fight, I thought that Dustin had the advantage because he was a better fighter. Uh, Well, I thought he had the advantage as far as the ways he could win. Um, And just that drive and hunger, and he was a different animal from the person that had fought Conor in the first fight, which was years and years ago. Uh, In terms of how the fight played out, it went similar to what I thought, how I thought it would. I think in terms of best case scenarios for Connor short of winning, I think this was the best case scenario for him. Um, I'll get to the fight itself. I'm not necessarily one of these people who thought just because the way the fight went in the first round means that it was going to be over for him in the second round, not necessarily, but I did think that Dustin Poirier showed that he had the advantage. Um, You know, coming into this fight, there was a lot of talk. Conor was talking about first one to shoot is a dusty bitch. You're going to get knocked out. You're going to die. You're going to be carried out in a stretcher. And, you know, it's ironic that a lot of his predictions ended up being, you know, how how things worked out for him. Um, I thought Conor came out super aggressive. I thought he would actually wait a little bit for Dustin to get in. But he came out super aggressive and he came out doing a lot of the things that I, I thought would help him win. He varied his attack. You know, he was using a lot of kicks—kicks kicks to the calves, deep kicks to the, um, to you know, to the to the um midsection, so to Dustin's tummy. Um, and I thought those would be things that would help set the tone for Connor and keep Dustin out of range, so not able to hit him. Um, but then if you watch the fight. As we get into the first round, Dustin begins to get in, um and begin to land on Connor. And if you remember, the reason why the fight ended up in the ground, which I think was probably the most pivotal moment of the fight, was because Connor tried to grapple with Dustin and engage in grappling because Dustin was lighting him up. And you know, the one scenario, the one area that you thought Connor would have an advantage would be was that for me anyway. Um, especially fighting the way that he was fighting. So, ultimately, even though the stoppage happened, it looked like while Conor got the best of the exchanges early, Dustin started figuring it out, and he was closing range. You know, he was closing range and landing on Conor, Connor Conor felt like, okay, I just need a second, got into the grapple exchanges. The other thing Conor said, ironically as well, is that, you know... um, only knockouts count. And so you see him going for a guillotine. And obviously, you know, not to say why would you do that. You have to find any way that you can win to win. But that just showed me that, oh, this was not really necessarily going the way that he had anticipated. It felt like he initiated the grapple to try to get himself, you know, by some time. So almost like not panic, but just, you know, hurriedly. And then, when Dustin presented his neck, he went for it with a guillotine. But soon as he did that, for me, I started saying, No, don't do this, don't do this. Only because you've seen so many times where, one, it tires out your arms to lock somebody's neck into a guillotine. Because you need to apply pressure, and you need to apply pressure for a decent amount of time. And there's no guarantee that you're going to actually lock it in. And if you don't lock it in, you're in bottom position already. And the one thing I thought Connor didn't want to do in this fight was grapple. And not because he can't grapple necessarily, although we'll get to what Dustin was doing with the ground a pound. He was lighting him up again. Um, It was just more so because of not like stamina, because I, I don't think he's going to get tired, but for your arms, grappling is very tasking on your arms and you don't have that same zip and that same pop when it goes back to striking unless you've been doing hours and hours and hours of grappling right so that's where i thought don't do this because it's it's going to tire you more and it's going to affect you more when you actually get back up and then he went for it he didn't get it and automatically he was on bottom position and it was still a lot of time so dustin just went to work you know, would get it, stay in the half guard and just landing elbows from the top. Connor landed some decent elbows from, from uh, bottom position. Also looked like he was able to land some really good up kicks as well. Uh, but overall, he looked like he was getting, you know, beat up in that position. He manages to get himself up, you know, towards the end of the round. Um, there's a lot of speculation about when he broke his leg. I've seen a number of different videos of people talking about, you know, he broke his leg earlier in the round. He broke his leg or fractured it in the immediate moments before, um, you know, he was able to move back. Apparently one of the deep kicks he landed, Dustin appeared to catch some of it with his elbow. And maybe that's what fractured his shin. Um, overall, I couldn't really see what, what had caused it, but, you know, He ultimately broke his leg and now he's out for a little bit of time. Um, I think these guys are going to fight again. While I think that Dustin Poirier was going to win the fight, not because of the first round necessarily, not because of the way the first round went, but just because of even from before the fight and during the fight, there was nothing I saw from Connor that really changed my mind. In fact, based on what I saw, the fact that he was able to start engaging in the ranges that he likes, and he still wasn't getting his way. And not only wasn't he getting his way, but he had to initiate the grappling because he was in trouble. Um, I'm not really convinced that it goes any different. What I will say, though, is that I, I do think for Connor, it probably makes sense to fight somebody who isn't Dustin Poirier. Right? Like people really overlook the fact that Dustin Poirier... Now that Khabib is not around, is probably the best lightweight in the division. Maybe Charles Oliveira is also up there as well. He's the current champion, right? Um, but Dustin, again, I, I talked about this in the last part. He's beat Justin Gaethje, you know. He's beat LVLd Eddie Alvarez. He beat Connor twice now, you know. And 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 he beat um. So he's fought like some of the some of the who's who in that division as of right now, and he's come out on the other side. I don't know if he beat Charles Oliveira. Um. I tend to think that the ways that he can win that fight is to keep it standing. Um, I I don't know if he'll try to grapple with Oliveira. I, I, I think Oliveira is dangerous. I don't think it's impossible, but I don't know if, you know, he's at the level where he would want to get into those grappling exchanges. But even on the feet, you know, one thing I will say is I don't think there's any way that this doesn't end in a finish. I don't think this is a five-round fight between Charles Oliveira and Dustin Poirier. I think somebody's getting finished because I don't think these guys are going to play that point system game. I think they're going to go for, you know, wherever it is they can take it. If it's grappling, if it's striking, I think it's going to end um, decisively. So for Connor next, you know, he's going to rehab. He said he got surgery the day after the fight, so he's going to get some rehab. Um, I, I wish him well. I hope he, he recovers. I know a lot of people... We're really mad about um, some of the antics, you know, as far as talking about um, Dustin Poirier's wife and talking shit in the cage after breaking your leg and all of that vitriol, right? But for me, honestly, I'm so numb to that shit. Like, I don't mean to sound weird. I know a lot of people, this matters, and I'm, I'm not telling you that if it matters to you, you're being irrational. No, I just think we're watching two people in a cage knock each other out put their lights out the decorum or the you know the way they do it and who talks shit who doesn't talk shit what the line is i think all that stuff is irrelevant like a lot of people say mixed martial arts is about respect i think there's an element of that i think it teaches you about yourself but i don't think that at its core it's just about respect ultimately so a, there's a violent element and actions and words are not necessarily the same thing. I'm more worried about the person in the moment anyway, right? In the moment. Now, as an ambassador for the sport and as somebody who has a podcast, do I like seeing that? Of course not. But is it something I, I'm kind of surprised about? Not really. Like If you saw what happened in the buildup between um, Connor and um, Khabib, I felt like a lot more worse things were said you know I talked about his father i talked about his manager's son mentioned the son by name to you know telling him to take care you know all those kind of things like the threats not to even mention the bus incident in brooklyn where he throws the dolly on the bus and shatters the glass and a number of fighters get injured as as a result of his action so you know at that point it's like if you didn't cut him then then all of this other stuff is is kind of noise in my mind anyway <laughs> next i'm going to cover the wonder boy thompson versus the Gilbert burns fight um i think i had picked wonder boy to win this fight because i just thought he would be able to keep the distance i thought he would be able to manage the distance and make sure that you know um every time that um, that not Oliver that Burns came into range he would light him up uh but that's not how it went first of all Burns and I think I mentioned this these two are one are two of my favorite fighters I just you know one of the things I really like about Gilbert Burns is apart from the fact that he's just really engaging is that he put he wears his heart on his sleeve you know he's 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 one of those guys that you understand is putting everything on the line every time he goes into the cage right so and same thing with Wonderboy and Thompson just the way they carry themselves what they mean to the sport right um I thought the fight itself, I know a lot of people, I saw a lot of talks saying the fight wasn't exciting. I really enjoyed the fight um, because, you know, going into it, I guess if you're just like a casual observer, it wasn't the most exciting fight. But going into it, just knowing where these two are strong, where they're not as strong, how I how I was, you know, the chess match that's happening, you watch it a little bit differently. And, and from that perspective, what Dorinio was able to do, what Burns was able to do was extremely impressive. Not many people. I, I can, I can, I can count the number of Wonder Boy fights I've watched. I've watched a lot of his fights, most of his fights, and I don't remember people taking him down, and taking him down. Um, not a will, but just consistently, you know. And once Burns takes you down, it's pretty hard to get up. Not because you can't fight the arms or try to make work your way up. It's just because he's so good at jujitsu as well. So in order for you to get up, you have to engage him. And as you engage him, you are not going to be on his level in that jiu-jitsu game. And so it's really hard to try to figure out what you're, you know, if I do this, what can he do to counter this? That puts me in a worse position than when I started, right? So if you watch the fight, you see Wonderboy is spending most of his time in those positions trying to be safe, trying to look for openings, but not being super aggressive about trying to get up. Um, I thought it was a good fight again, not the best fight. Maybe in the moment, maybe there was a lot of adrenaline. I need to watch it again. Um, but I thought Gilbert won. I thought he won all three rounds in my opinion, but you know, maybe there's an argument to give around to wonder boy. Um, and, and now I think it's time for him to, you know, I think this win is probably one of his biggest wins, if not his biggest win, because before this, you know, he had fought, Usman had lost the title, but that run to get to the point where he was actually fighting for the title, you know, he fought Damian Meyer, which was a good win again, two jiu-jitsu players, and he knocked him out. But Damian Meyer is older. Then he fought Tyron Woodley, another good win at the time, a five-round domination of Woodley. But in, in that time, subsequent to that, we've now seen that Woodley is no longer the same Woodley. So for me... It just comes down to whether or not, um, you know, this, no, not whether or not, but for me, it comes down to the fact that this win was a staple win against, again, you can make the same argument for Wonderboy, but we just saw Wonderboy handle Neil very, very well. And he hasn't lost. He beat Vicente Luque as well. Somebody that's now off the ranking and is going to fight Chiesa. So for me, this was a, a win that lets you know, okay, it's not just that Gilbert Burns had a run and not necessarily got lucky, but was able to defeat the right opponents. No, this was a test that he came out on the other side and stamped him as a legitimate contender. I would, I think I said this, I would love to see the fight against Kobe, Kobe Covington. Uh, I don't know if they will make it, but I would absolutely love to see that fight just because, you know, again, he's a jiu-jitsu player. Kobe is more so a, um, a wrestler and, just seeing what that what that fight looks like, the, who who tries to initiate the grappling, if anybody does, and what does that look like once they do, right? So that's where um, I would I would love to see that fight. I don't think the UFC is going to make that fight. I think Kobe is probably going to fight Kamara for the title next, and if he loses, which I expect will happen, I think he might just go to wrestling and start doing wwe so we'll see we'll see how that plays out for wonder boy thompson i think there are a lot of fun fights he can make you can make that masvidal fight again he beat masvidal i don't think they'll do that i don't think the ufc is really in the business of giving older fighters um big names because they want to make a name off you and so when they give you a matchup generally speaking it's not a matchup that's going to make you look great. But I think there's some fun fights for, for Wonderboy Thompson, you know, towards the latter part of the division. So those people from, like, 9 all the way to 15, um, you know, I, I don't think they'll make a Kamsat fight because I think he turned it down already. But there's some, there's some names... Up there, that I think he would be able to fight. He would be able to look good again. Still, I think he beats up a lot of people in this division. Still, you know. So we'll see. We'll see what they give him next. <music> Last but not least, I want to cover the upcoming fight this weekend between Islam makachev versus Thiago Moises. Um, I will say I've seen one or two Thiago Moises fights. I haven't seen a lot. But I've seen a lot of Islam Um There's always been the debate about how good he is. If you if you don't know who Islam is, he he um he's not a direct younger brother of Khabib Nurmagomedov, no but he's you know they grew up together. He's younger than Khabib. Um, the plan was always for Khabib to be the champion, have his reign, and then step aside for Islam to come in and take the reins. Khabib was undefeated. Islam has lost one fight. So I think this is going to be an interesting fight. Again, it's Tiago Moises. So the last time we saw Islam, it was a Drew Dober fight. Drew Doba was ranked um, and and he was able to handily beat Drew Doba. I expect that it's going to be similar to Tiago Moises. I think Tiago Moises, I don't want to say he's better than Drew Dober, but I think his grappling is probably a little better than Drew Dober's. And so from that standpoint, I don't think it's going to be as easy. So this tells us something, but I don't know how much it really tells us. What we really need is we need to see Islam versus top opponents. We need to see him against people in the top 15. We need to see him against somebody like Dariush, for example. Um, I don't really want to see him against Tony Ferguson, but I could see the UFC making that fight. I don't think Tony has anything for him at this point. But there are a lot of other matchups that make sense that, especially in that top 10 that you could see. Again, you know, lightweight is stacked, you know, from, from 1 to 15 is pretty stacked. I'm just going to quickly go over some of the people who are in the ranking. So you obviously, Charles Oliveira is your title holder, but then you have Dustin Poirier, you have Justin Gaethje, you have Dariush, you have Michael Chandler, you have Conor McGregor, you have Tony Ferguson, you have Rafael Dasanias, then you have Islam at number nine, then you have Dan Hooker, Gregor Gillespie, Diego Ferreira, um, Brad Ravel, Thiago Moises is actually fourteen, so I guess he's also ranked. Um, and and then on and on and on. So you have and and even the people who are in the bottom, you know, like 16, 15, 17, These are people who are killers. Like you, you have a lot of people coming up who are going to be problems. Like Guram I, I, I he's Georgian. I'm 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 messing up a name. I really apologize um he's also really really good you have um gamrot you have arman you have you know um grand dawson there are like a number of people who are on the back end you have rafael fizz uh Fiziv, uh the kickboxer you have like a number of these guys on the back end who are monsters who are really really good and so i anticipate that you know Once Islam, if he's able to win this fight, because, you know, it's not impossible for Tiago Moises to win this fight. Let me say that first. But if Islam is able to win this fight, especially, you know, at that point, he would be right now. He's number nine. For sure. He would have to have a matchup, you know, against somebody in the top five. I imagine he might get like a Rafael Dos Anjos, who is at eight or Tony Ferguson or Michael Chandler. But I think Michael Chandler is probably going to face. um Justin Gaethje, so I think Benil Dariush probably makes sense as well for Islam. Again, if he's able to win. Uh, as far as the way I see the fight going, I really want to see, you know, I, I again, I anticipate he's going to be able to take him down. I think Islam is, I don't think he's as good as Khabib, but I think he's the second coming of Khabib in the sense that they fight similar, but he has a little bit more in the stand-up. Uh, but when he gets you to the ground, it's over as well. Like, don't get it twisted. And I think he has a little bit more tricks or a little bit, a few more ways. Or let me not say he has a few more ways. He's shown a few more ways to take you to the ground and, and then keep you in the ground, right? Where Khabib's entries were very similar time over time. I'm sure he had other ways, but his, his entries and his takedowns were very similar. Islam has shown, you know, conventional takedowns so a double leg or a single leg. Um, a double leg is when I, you know, when you shoot for somebody's legs and you wrap both legs, a single leg is when you wrap one leg. Uh, but he also has like trips or so all those type of judo trips, uh, that you don't see or you see some fighters have, but he has an array of takedowns. And when he takes you down, he holds you down as well. Um, as far as finishing is concerned, where Khabib would have major ground and pound. So Khabib would be punching elbows or, you know, just, just landing, um, what islam does is more jiu-jitsu so he will hold position and advance position so he's less ground and pound more jujitsu. he wants to submit to you so um we'll see how that fight goes i'm really excited f- to see watch islam fight as you guys know if you listen to this podcast i was really sad when khabib um retired you know one of my favorite fighters ever one of the people i loved watching the most you know if you love watching excellence and just the 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 mindset that he had, the kind of game that he had, you know, that uh, Gaethje fight where he's getting leg kick and he's just, and getting punched and he's walking through the fire and walking him down constantly. You know, I think he just, he really was on a different level. And I'm excited to see if we can get something like that from Islam. So I'm really excited to see this fight. that brings us to the end of another episode uh i think i mentioned this but you know once again um you know good luck to connor in terms of his injuries um i know that people didn't like the way that he behaved and it was distasteful but i was really sad to see you know a lot of people on mma twitter really saying karma 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 and he deserved this and I i don't know sometimes i just i think it's so easy to sit at home and say that something somebody did is deserving of breaking your leg i don't know if anybody's ever broken anything how long it takes you to get on that journey um yes people believe that actions have consequences but we're still human you know um i don't wish anybody that type of rehab to go through like if he got knocked out and people were saying karma that's different you know a lot of these guys get knocked out but to break your leg especially this is how you feed your family especially this is your career who knows if connor is ever going to be the same like the questions about him right now but even before he broke his leg and so those questions are just going to be amplified and ultimately these people have families these people have loved ones so does dustin by the way so i'm not making any excuses for for connor's behavior i'm just saying i don't i don't enjoy seeing ufc fighters um, go through that type of injury yeah. whether or not i'm a fan of the fighter in question right so um Thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for, you know, tuning in. I'll have another episode at the end of the week. Um, Once I watch the Islam fight, I'm probably going to watch that fight again. So by the time I talk to you guys, I'll be able to do a a brief breakdown of what I think happened in the fight. But um, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me on Fight Flight MMA on Twitter. Please follow. I always follow anybody that follows and I'm always trying to engage with people. Have, have a great day.